Caroline Dowd Higgins. Thank you for listening to Your Working Life, my podcast series featuring thought leaders in the career and personal growth arena. I know that you spend a significant portion of your life at work, so I'm on a mission to provide you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. And I'm so pleased to welcome my very special guest, Lauren Berger, to the show. Lauren, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad that you're here today, and you are known as the Intern Queen, and I'm really eager to to learn more about you, Lauren, and talk about your wonderful new book, but I want to tell our audience a little bit about you before we dive into a juicy conversation. Lauren Berger is the CEO and founder of InternQueen.com, which is a free internship destination for young people, and it attracts hundreds and thousands of ambitious young professionals to the site every month, and Lauren is arguably the nation's most in-demand career and internship expert, and she literally speaks to thousands of students and recent grads every year, empowering them to follow their dreams. And she's got a brand new book out that just came out last month called Welcome to the Real World, Finding Your Place, Perfecting Your Work, and Turning Your Job into Your Dream Career. So Lauren, welcome. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. So I'd love to hear the story. I want to know the genesis. How did you become the intern queen? <laughs> sure. So I I had 15 internships when I was in college. Wow. Which is a little excessive. Uh, no one needs to have 15 internships. But I went to a very large university. I graduated from the University of Central Florida in Orlando. And these internships were really where I got where I learned how to be a professional. And with every internship, I learned so much about who I was and who I wanted to be. And I just wanted to continue to be challenged. So I kept doing more and more internships. But what I noticed by doing these internships was that there was really a lack of resources for other young people who wanted to intern. So I decided that maybe I could fill that void by starting my own internship business and providing resources, and really a voice behind the internship and career space for young people. I love that. And I think it's wonderful, too, because delivering that message as a young professional, you resonate, you have clout, you have relatability. And I think that's so important. I work uh, in higher education myself, and I know that population, our millennial population, is the succession plan. And they're so eager to learn. And you have such great resources to share. So you've really turned this into to your full-time business. So you've monetized this in such a beautiful way. And Welcome to the Real World is your second book. Tell us about the inspiration for this book. Sure. So like you said, I've been running um, inter- uh, the, the formal business name is Intern Queen Inc. InternQueen.com is our, is our major hub. And I started running this business full-time in 2009. Um, in 2012, my first book came out uh, called All Work, No Pay, and it was all about how to find an internship and make the most of it. And um, just a week or so ago, my second book, Welcome to the Real World, came out. And the inspiration for it was really the fact that when I had my first job after college, which was at a very large talent agency in Los Angeles, California, 
I didn't know what hit me. And yes, I'd had all these internships and I was supposed to be so prepared, but there were so many things that no one told me. No one told me what it was going to be like to have a crazy job um, and how it was going to affect me personally and professionally. And so I wrote this book as sort of the go-to for young people um, because I want them to understand that they can be successful in that first, second, or third job. They You just need the proper tools. I think that's great. And I really appreciate the way you phrase this, right? It's about tools. So you're, you're empowering people with these lifelong skills. And I agree with you. Some of this stuff just slips through the cracks and you're expected to learn it on the streets as it were. So you're giving great, great resources so people can have that competitive edge. And, you know, you do these uh, very strategic things in the book. I had a great opportunity to read the galley copy before it was officially published. So I've been eager awaiting the launch. And I'm so glad you're official now and it's it's ready for purchase. But you talk about the personal rules for success. Can you walk us through some of those? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, when I was thinking about how to start the book, I really sat down and said, what have I done today that makes me successful? What are the pillars that I follow on a day to day? And, you know, that's something that you don't really know until you sit down and you think about it. Right. So I really thought of, um, you know, again, my sort of pillars to success. And I came up with a few different things um, just to walk you through a couple of them. I think number one is confidence. I am not afraid to tell people that I am the intern queen. And that's a weird thing to say. I mean... (laughs) It is a weird thing to say, but it's a fabulous... Lauren, did I lose you? Lauren, did I lose you? Up oh, there you are. I hear you there again. There we go. And we're back. Okay. okay, my dear. Let's start again. So you're talking about how you have this tremendous confidence and you announce yourself very boldly and confidently as the intern queen. Tell us about that. Yeah. And I think that took a while. When I first started my business, I, I really, you know, I was calling myself the intern queen. No one had heard of it. It was a little strange. And, um, you know, it really took a while for me to get that confidence. But over time, I've really developed this sort of resilient confidence And I'm not afraid to put myself out of my comfort zone. Mm. And I think that's one of the biggest lessons I talk about in the book is that in order to be successful, you have to be willing to put yourself out there and tell people what you want to do. Too many people assume that the people around them, that their boss, their colleagues know what their dream job is or what their dream promotion is. And people don't know unless you tell them. Right. They can't read your mind. I love that. And just to put it another way, directly from the book, you say, get comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Exactly. This is the real world and it it doesn't uh, align perfectly. You have to figure it out. So thank you for giving giving young professionals permission to say, I don't know exactly what I want, but I'm going to figure it out. Right. Absolutely. And another, another one that I talk about that's really important is rejection. Yeah. And I say, um, I say in the book, learn to love rejection seriously. (laughs) And I couldn't be more serious about that. I mean, I think there's a myth that once you're successful, you don't get rejected. And that couldn't be any further than the truth. I am what people would call quote successful. I get rejected every single day. Sometimes the rejections hurt Sometimes they don't, Um, but I've learned over the course of my career as a a young business owner that you have to get rejected in order to get to where you want to be. It is part of the process, and I think over time you learn to 
sort of appreciate that, yeah. that, yeah. okay, yeah. I got rejected. Well, it's a sign that I'm on a path and I'm about to get to where I want to be. That is such a healthy attitude. And I agree with you. And I would also add it's pervasive throughout our whole professional lives. You know, it's right. not just a phenomenon of being a young professional. We're, we're going to be rejected continuously and that's Absolutely. okay. And yes. frankly, it means we're in the game, right? It yep. means somebody cares <laughs> enough to, to consider us one way or the other. Okay. So let's talk about the dreaded concept of networking. And I say dreaded because so many young professionals that I know just get into this paralyzed panic when they think about networking and putting themselves out there and building relationships. And you and I know it's not that difficult, but the perception is. So unpack this mystery for us. Sure. It's funny because I wrote, you know, I wrote this book and I'm, I'm one of those writers that I try to stick to my outline, but I'm not very good at doing that. So when I wrote <laughs> my chapter, it's chapter five in the book, it's called relationships and schmoozing. I, I realized that the chapter was probably three times the length of every other chapter. <laughs> and at first I was a little worried about that, but then you know, it makes sense. Networking is one of the most important parts of the workplace. So I feel like it makes sense that that is, you know, hands down the biggest part of my book. But, you know, just to throw some tips out there, um, I think a lot of people, they think about networking and they know it's important, but they don't know how to do it. And they don't, um, they'll go to a networking event, but they don't do any networking and they don't set goals for themselves. They don't say, okay, I'm going to go to this event and I'm going to meet five people and I'm going to get 10 business cards. And I think making goals like that really keep you on track and they prevent you from just sort of sitting in the corner and talking to the one person that you know at the event, having a drink and then going home. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. So baby steps, right? Little incremental movements. Baby steps. And another thing is um, a lot of people focus on networking either inside of their company or externally outside of their company. And it's really important to put an equal amount of effort into both. Um, at my first job, looking back, I did not do a good job networking internally. Maybe the first couple of weeks I had the mentality of, Ooh, I'm going to meet everybody. Right. But then that sort of faded as I became more comfortable in my position. So it's a matter of continuously thinking to yourself, who else do I need to meet in my office? Who else needs to know or should know who I am, who do I want to get to know? And um, again, networking internally and externally. I love it. So Lauren, here's a, a really poignant uh, theme in your book that I love, right? I'm a big proponent for um, any professional to negotiate a, a, a salary, right? When, when an initial offer is extended, because I think unfortunately we don't negotiate enough, especially women. Quite often we say, thank you very much. And we, we just take the job. But the reality is we don't always get the raise and we don't always get the promotion. And you really handle this so beautifully in the book. Give us a little insight about how to handle that kind of rejection or, or denial. Sure. Well, I think, you know, and I've experienced this just in being a business owner as well, you know, an employee wants a raise and maybe as the employer, you're going to give them the raise, or maybe you're not going to give them the raise, or maybe you're going to give them a partial version of right, the raise. Right. Um, and I think as the employer, and I, I've seen this now from both perspectives, um, you, you know, you, you say what your decision is, and then it's sort of up to the employee to handle that decision. And I think, um, young people just need to go into that situation aware that there could be 
three different turnouts and they should have a plan on how they're going to conduct themselves once the final decision is made. Because I think as an employer, you look for that employee to pick themselves off the ground, even if it's a little awkward or uncomfortable and have an upbeat, positive attitude, um, ask for whatever feedback they can so that they can do better and eventually get that raise and really just go back to work with a positive attitude. Exactly. And I think um, if a young person shows too much defeat, that can really hurt them in the workplace because the employer feels like they can't be honest with them and they and the person can't take uh, criticism or feedback. I think that's so beautifully put. You know, I'm just going to rearticulate. Don't show defeat, right? You've got to have your game face yeah. on. You've got to pick yourself up. You've got to be resilient. And that's a, a wonderful lesson for all of us, no matter where we are uh, on the age sphere. So, uh, you know, this elusive concept of work-life balance and, and what I love about millennials is as a generation, I think millennials are valuing work-life integration out loud. And they're saying, look, this is really important to me. But how do you really handle that with your first job, which can sometimes be crazy nutty? It's funny. Um, you know, I was very adamant about putting a chapter about being too busy in this book, because something that I've noticed, not only with my personal friends, even with my older, with my mother, you yeah. know, is that everyone thinks they are the busiest person on the planet. <laughs> you know, my mom, bless her heart, works one day a week, you know, and she's a part-time teacher one day a week, maybe two sometimes. And she is the busiest person on the planet. On the planet, right. And right. then my best friend, who is a celebrity publicist, also is the busiest person on the planet. And if we're all if we're all so busy and we just keep getting busier and we thrive on this concept of being busy, who are we going to become at the end of the day? I, I I worry that we're all going to become these like lifeless creatures who literally feed off of our emails. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it really is a serious, a serious question of when does it stop? And I really do try to provide some great work-life balance tips in this book. Um, one of the ones I'll share is you have to distinguish between what is urgent and what is important. We all have a never-ending to-do list. My mom has one, my busy best friends, you know, they have their, they have their list. I have my list. Um, we have to just kind of come to the understanding that there's always going to be more work to do, but we have to take control. We have to press the brakes and we have to determine what's urgent versus what is important or else we will never have time to live and to just be ourselves. I love that. And I think it's incredibly important to know that it's okay to prioritize ourselves, right? And I'm all about work ethic and working hard and having skin in the game. And I know you are too, but if we don't consider ourselves, we, we get lost. You're right. And we end up feeding off the email. What? That's a tweet. <laughs> you <Yeah. know? laughs> it's so true. It's so true. I love it. So it's, it's about being productive and not just being busy. Nicely right. Working put. smarter and more efficiently, I think, really needs to be the topic in workplaces all over America. Absolutely. So, Lauren, you you did this so, so beautifully in the book. You talked about how do you handle messing up, right? Because we're human and we make mistakes and young professionals are particularly vulnerable because they're just trying to figure it all out. So whether it's, um, you know, a boss that gets a little nutty or maybe you burned a bridge or, you know, you sent an email to the wrong person. I mean, all these human mistakes and how to handle that. Speak to that a little bit. Sure. Um, I just as a 
you know, as a young person going through uh, my first, my second job, and all of my friends are going through their first, second, third, even fourth jobs now, um, you always hear about mess ups. You know, everyone loves to share their mess up stories at work. And so I tried to take a few of the most common stories that I'd heard, um, change them around a little bit so that I wasn't calling my friends out on their workplace mistakes <laughs> <laughs> and um, and really provide some solutions. And there really are a lot, of, a lot of sticky situations. I think that overall, what you have to remember is that sometimes you have to apologize And even though it's awkward or it might not feel right, you just have to suck your pride in, make that apology, and then really move on. And I think that um, a lot of people get into sticky situations with other professionals, either inside or outside of their company, and they don't want to confront the situation. They don't want to apologize, but they also don't ever want to talk to the person again. And that's really not the way to handle it because today people change jobs every three years. There is a good chance that you're going to cross paths with these people again and again and again throughout your career path. So it's really important to say you're sorry when you need to say you're sorry and then move on and interact. Don't be afraid to interact with the person again, because mistakes do happen and we all move on from them. And there's several people that I communicate with on a daily basis where we've had awkward situations in the past, but I've apologized when I needed to apologize. And I've specifically gone to them for things in the future because I want them to see that I can bring value and that I don't always make mistakes. Yeah. So um, that would be, you know, some of the information I'll share. Well done. And I really appreciate the power of the apology. It's, it's a beautiful tool and it's something that we should take seriously and use wisely. So Lauren, I know you've got a million great tips in the book. I highly recommend it. It's called Welcome to the Real World, Finding Your Place, Perfecting Your Work, and Turning Your Job into Your Dream Career. But if you could distill it to one tip for our class of 2014, our new grads, this is graduation season. What's one tip that you would share with them? I would say that the world is at your fingertips. Mm. You can do anything you want to do. Don't take no for an answer. And when you get that no, because you're all going to get a no at one time or another, make sure that you go out and you find the yes. Anything Excellent. is possible. Oh, I love it. I love it. So let's let's t- let's hear how we f- we buy the book, right? The brand new book is out just last month. Tell us where we get it. Yeah, um, the book is available anywhere. You can order it on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com. You can get it in any bookstore um, really around the world. In any English-speaking country, it should be available. Um, And, uh, you know, the website is internqueen.com. We just launched a new website to go along with the book. It's Lauren Berg. Lauren, I lost you again for a second. Are you there? Lauren. Yep. Okay, my dear. We we cut out for a second. So we're just going to, I'll edit this, right? So let's go back and I want you to tell me where you can buy the book. And then actually, I think we got that. So just back up enough to tell us about the websites because we didn't hear that. That's okay. Let's start again. So Lauren, tell me, uh, how can we follow you online? Great. So follow me on Twitter at Intern Queen. Our internship platform is internqueen.com. And the new site we launched to go along with the book and our new uh, career advice is laurenbergerinc.com. Wonderful. And you are an avid social media enthusiast. So we can follow you on Facebook, 
Twitter. I see you on LinkedIn, <laughs> Pinterest, Google, Instagram, you name it, which I love. Again, you're, yeah. you're there, you're accessible, and you always have savvy and implementable wisdom that is especially poignant for millennials. So Lauren, any last words of wisdom that you want to share with our audience? No, I think, you know, it's always go out and take over the world. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Lauren Berger, what a pleasure to have you on. I thank you so much for sharing your time and expertise. Thank you so much. And best wishes with the new book. <laughs> thank you. And I want to thank you for tuning into your working life, where my goal is to help you design your career destiny so it doesn't happen by default. True career and life satisfaction is possible, and it's time to embrace what you love doing so you can do more of it. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Take good care.